Were you ever told as a kid to stop playing with your food? Well, today I'm talking about why I really want your kids to play with food and how it helps them to actually try new foods. This is Feeding Toddlers Made Easy, the Mama Knows Nutrition podcast hosted by me, Casey Barnes, registered dietitian nutritionist and mom friend. I'm always in your corner and I fully believe that you are doing your absolute best as a mom And I am so proud of you for that. It is not an easy job. I love that you're here learning with me today. And let's just dive in. Oh, and don't forget to call me if you have a question for a future episode. Call the podcast voicemail. It's 469-552-5527. And that info is all on the website too at mamanosnutrition.com forward slash podcast. I'm going to read Vanessa's question because she actually emailed it to me. You can do that too. So Vanessa said, I understand that playing with food can be good for sensory and also combat picky eating. What about playing with food that they eat regularly and even their safe foods? I understand the purpose of playing with new foods and textures, but what about common and safe foods to them? Okay, so first I want to talk about just what's the deal with playing with food? Why is it encouraged? And then I'll talk about playing with the food that they already eat regularly to answer Vanessa's question. I'm going to talk about when it's not appropriate to play with food. And then how to encourage food play for a hesitant child. Or maybe it's just something that you haven't regularly incorporated. Because, I mean, how are you supposed to do all the mom things all the time, right? So I'm going to give you some helpful tips on that. And that's what we're going to talk about today. So let's get started. When we think about food, it's actually the most sensory experience that your child goes through. So taste, obviously, but there's also touch, there's smell, there's sight, even sounds. You know, we've got crunchy foods, we've got like wet foods, you know, there's different sounds that come along with eating. So when you think about that, that's a lot of things for them to learn and put together and synthesize in their brain. And we don't want to deny them that full learning experience. And playing is how children learn. So when we encourage that sensory play, one, it's helping them to learn about the food. But sensory play in general impacts the physical development of your little one's brain. That's incredible. Your baby was born with a brain that's packed full of all these neurons And learning about the world through their different senses helps them to develop the pathways between these neurons. And the more of one type of experience that your little one has, the stronger that pathway becomes. Why that's so incredible is that strengthening those pathways leads to your child's ability to complete more complex learning tasks as they continue to grow. So beyond the food, The sensory play, even it does not have to be only with food, there's tons of different ways to do sensory play, but it really benefits them in so many ways. And what's really cool is like you're not even actively feeling like you have to like teach them something, you're just letting them explore with different things and they're learning so much. Now with food and the food play and learning to like foods, it really is a progression. And if you have a picky eater, like you need to nail that into your brain of this is a learning process. This is a progression. Just as I don't expect my 12-month-old to walk just because they've seen me walk and I've told them I enjoy walking. Like I can't expect them to eat new foods without experiencing that food firsthand. 
I can't expect them to be ready because I'm like, I like this food. You're going to like this food. Just do it. Like they need to have that tactile and really close contact experience. And I can't expect them to be ready to put it in their mouth before they've really explored it with their hands. Now, babies, they generally do just put whatever in their mouth. But once they hit that toddler phase, they're more hesitant and you'll notice they're not really putting every toy in their mouth all the time. So when we can get them to explore with their hands as a toddler, that's a really great step. And when it comes to picky eating, it's like the pressure just totally melts away when they're only playing and not expected to eat. Play is fun. Play is enjoyable. They get an opportunity to experience the food, learn about its feel, its smell, its texture, its temperature, its size, all these things that they're learning. And kids are more likely to eat a food when it's familiar to them. So playing with the food helps increase their comfort. So whatever food that you can get them involved with, either it's just preparing the food or you do one of the activities that I'll tell you where I have resources for that, but it really helps to take away that pressure of feeling like they need to eat the food and focus on the play, which you now know is a learning experience. It's not just them messing around. It's not them just trying to be annoying. Now, what about playing with food they already eat regularly? I personally don't have a problem with this because I want mealtime to be relaxed, fun, enjoyable, low stress, low pressure. Play is an important way for young kids to relax and calm themselves and to feel like they have some control over what's going on. Trust me, I know it's frustrating when you want them to eat and they won't. And you see them over there just playing with their food. And now you can't even save the leftovers because they've mangled it all up with whatever they're doing, smushing it around. But this might not be a battle you really want to fight. You know, instead, I would recommend giving them a small portion to start out with, especially if you know they often get into playing with the food, even if it's foods they usually eat and like. So that way they don't have a ton to start with to just ruin and you have to throw it away. And you also might want to ask yourself in a calm moment away from mealtime when it's a less stressful experience for you and say, why is this bothering me so much? Do I hate the waste? Do I hate that mealtimes are difficult? Does it drive me crazy that he just won't eat the foods that I make and he always has to eat something different or he's just playing with what I make and he never wants to eat it? It will help you if you figure out the root of it because chances are you can address whatever it is that is the reason that the play is bothering you. Now, when is it not appropriate to play with food? Once they've passed the toddler stage where, you know, they're becoming more aware of their surroundings, they can follow more directions, they have more of an attention span, you can start to teach them about manners and their importance when you're away from home at a restaurant, or you have guests over, and playing with food is one of those things that is usually not okay at a restaurant or with company, especially once they hit school age. So what I want you to do is tell them what they can do and what your expectations are. Try not to overwhelm them with too many rules and instructions at one time, because that might just make them shut down altogether. They're not going to absorb all the things. So for example, you can start with something as simple as demonstrating how to put a napkin in their lap. 
teach them a polite no thank you. That can be a tough one because I know kids like to just tell it how they're feeling and they'll say, gross, yuck, I don't want that, ew, get it away from me. Like I could go on, I'm sure you could do. So showing them, you know, not making a huge reaction when they're saying gross, yuck, bleh. Like you can just say, it's okay not to want that. Just say, no, thank you. And then if they practice that and they do a no, thank you, you say, wow, I love hearing those kind, calm words about the food. You can have them practice ordering for themselves. So you can offer them, you know, two or three choices for their breakfast and have them pretend like you're a server at a restaurant and tell you what they would like. You can encourage them to do that when you're at a restaurant as well. When you are out, you really probably want to have a small toy or activity at the table. And I highly encourage having something like that to keep them occupied because young children really have a limited ability to sit still and hang out the way we can as adults. As adults, like 10, 15 minutes can easily go by of us like sitting there hanging out at a restaurant and we're like, oh, that felt like no time at all. For them, it does not feel like no time at all. They need something to occupy them. So it is okay to have some toys at the table. If you notice they're done eating and then they're starting to mess around with their food, I mean, I remember as a kid, like, God bless my mother, I remember wanting to, like, mix all the condiments together and, like, pour the sugar into the ketchup and put, you know, everything inside of it. So if you're feeling willing to put up with that, that's fine. (laughs) But if you really don't want that to happen, you notice they're starting to play, You can ask them, you can say, I noticed you're starting to play with your food. Are you finished eating? They might say, yes, I'm done. Okay, then you can remove their plate and give them that toy or activity or book, whatever you brought with you. If they say no, they're not done, you can gently remind them to use their fork or their spoon, whatever they're using for their food. Ask them if they need help cutting or getting condiment. Do they need anything else so that they can refocus on eating? When you're getting ready to be able to go out and have good manners, role-playing is amazing. So doing that pretend restaurant meal or like a party meal at home to work on manners, that's basically a play type of thing for kids. They love that. And they're not going to be perfect, but you want to see the potential there and really recognize their efforts let them know. So for example, like when my three-year-old Amelia, when she draws a few lines and proudly tells me that she wrote an E for her name, I'm not going to say, uh, no, that looks nothing like an E. I'm going to say, that's great. You made an E. Wow. Look at that E. Knowing that this isn't how she's going to draw an E forever, right? Same is true with manners. Focus on their efforts and not the outcome. They are not going to be perfectly behaved, but no one's kids are. None of them are. <laughs> They're not. Even if you catch a, a moment where some, some, oh, their kid seems so well behaved, I guarantee that they're not like that all the time. So we're all just doing our best. The kids are doing their best, whatever that is for the kid at that moment in time. So don't set the bar too high because you'll be disappointed and frustrated. But do look for those good moments and praise them for that so that they know that's the behavior that you want to see. 
Let's switch gears now and talk about how to encourage food play for a hesitant child, a picky eater, or just a kid who you've really never done food play before. You know, some toddlers are very hesitant to get involved with food even when they're not expected to eat it, but you might also have to spell that out for them and say, I'm not expecting you to eat this right now. We're just going to play. Like, just literally spell it out for them, and they might be more willing to do it if you tell them that you have no expectations for them to eat the food. Sure, it'd be great if they want to try it, but that's not the goal at the moment. So one of the common things that comes up is children who don't like getting their hands dirty, messy. So how do we address that? Here's a few tips. One is to use utensils. Give them, I love the small tongs for kids. I'll link some in the show notes. Spoons of different sizes. A cookie scooper is always fun. Cookie cutters, food picks. Anything that means that they don't actually have to use their hands to touch the food, that they can easily use a utensil to give them a little bit of buffer. Another idea to give them an opportunity to not use their hands while they're still getting exposure to the food is putting something inside of a large Ziploc bag so they can see what happens, they can mush it around, but their hands are not going to get messy or wet or slimy or anything like that. So maybe you're doing a marinade and they can smush it around in the bag. You can do this with non-food things too. So for example, like if you want to do paint, two paint colors in the bag and have them work it around to smush it together to see what happens, that's a great place to start when they're not ready to touch it. Another tip is to always have a towel handy and demonstrate wiping for them. Like show them how you touch something And then the towel's right there and you can just wipe it right off or have a bowl of water for them to dip their hands into or maybe both. Some kids just need those explicit instructions to show them how to remove the uncomfortable feeling of stuff being on their hands. And so that will take away some of like the anxiety or the fear around getting involved with it if they know they have this out. You might even start with an activity to just brush a food with the back of their hand. It's less sensitive than the palm and then immediately wipe it or wash it. That will help start building up their tolerance. Another idea, have them rinse foods or wash them in a bowl of water. So washing their hands is part of the activity. So they're still touching the food, but they're also keeping their hands clean. If they're not ready to touch, Let them watch you first while you be a sportscaster and you describe exactly what you're doing. I'm peeling this cucumber. It's kind of rough on the outside. And when I peel a slice off, then it feels wet on the inside and it's kind of a little bit slimy and it doesn't have a strong smell. Like doing that helps them to learn even if they're not ready to actively be involved in it. And they don't need to be in the kitchen forever. You can give them a very small, short activity, and that still is going to benefit them. So in the One Meal Challenge, that's my Picky Eater program, I do give you specific activities and games to do for different foods, including, let's see, we've got green beans and asparagus, broccoli, beans, chicken, lettuce, spinach, avocado, cauliflower, sweet potato, peppers, eggs. So all these foods that might be new for your little one or not new, but they've just never tried it. 
And so I show you how to progress from just looking at it to being able to touch it, to bring it to their mouth, and to taste it. Parents have really liked having these roadmaps to take them from the hopelessness of like, uh, just try it and then nothing happening or the kid just leaves it on their plate and they never touch it. I think a lot of us know that the exposure is important, but then can get stuck there. So these progression guides really help move you through it. So one example to bring it back to what I was saying is that this does not have to be a long drawn out experience. But one of the broccoli activities that a lot of families have really enjoyed to help them get more comfortable with broccoli is this like drip drop game where they dip the raw broccoli floret into a cup of water and then see if they can catch the water droplets in their mouth, like hold it up above their mouth and see if they can catch the water in it. And they think it's so fun. And a lot of them go on to take a bite of the broccoli too. It's okay if they don't. But you can see where it's a very simple, short kind of thing that is giving them a really good exposure. They're touching it. They're interacting with it. And it's fun. It's low pressure. So they're not worried about like, do I need to try this? What's it going to be like if I try it? Oh my goodness, what's happening? Like they're just having fun. That's the goal. Some kids are going to have more sensory barriers to food play than others. And if you notice that your little one is very sensitive to different sensory experience, then it would be worth seeking an evaluation with a pediatric occupational therapist because they can really help with that. Like maybe they scream if water gets splashed on them on their face or they absolutely will not touch something that would make their hands messy no matter what. It's like a big tantrum. If you're experiencing things like that, then absolutely seek out the help of an OT they can help. Let's do a quick recap. So we went over how sensory play benefits children, not only in their brain development, but also making them more comfortable with new foods and thus more likely to try them. We talked about food play as it relates to manners, when it's appropriate, when it's not, how to teach them behaviors you want to see at restaurants and with company, using practice runs at home with pretend restaurant meals for a low-pressure learning environment. Remember to praise the progress that you see. And then we talked about ways to encourage the food play, using utensils so they don't have to touch it, using a Ziploc so they don't have to touch it, giving them immediate access to wipe or wash their hands, use sports casting as you work with the food, you know, just be silly. Being silly goes such a long way. And you can find the specific fun food activities for them to do in the Picky Eater progression guides that are in the One Meal Challenge. And I'm actually offering them to you right now for a very limited time only outside of the One Meal Challenge. So you don't have to purchase the entire program. You can get just these progression guides to show you how to work through each of these foods with your little one, meeting them where they are, and progressing them forward with these different food play and food activities. The link will be in the show notes for this episode. It's episode number 13 at mamanosnutrition.com forward slash podcast. And just click on episode 13 and you will get the link there. That's it for today. I will catch up with you next week.